What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, uh, company live from Dallas, Texas. Uh, as always, uh, with me, of course, boys Bernardi from Champaign, Illinois. Boys, how are we doing today, buddy? Good, and uh, we got a special guest, Merrick. Uh, we're double teaming you. We got someone else in the college town too this week, and we're happy to have him. Hey, so so we're, we're, we got to take a minute here to give a, a quick intro. Uh, hailing from Marion Village, Columbus, Ohio, originally from Tinley Park, Illinois, uh, Providence Catholic alum, BG hockey club coach, uh, ultimate locker room guy, known for rocking that Jofa back in the peewee days, Matt Patson. Welcome to the show, bud. Good to have Thanks you. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Unreal. You know, Unreal. I'm, well, I'm in Columbus this week, but uh, we're battling through and got our win against Clemson a week and a half ago. So still living off that. So, hey, tell us, obviously, you're coming from, you know, being in Columbus right now. Uh, tell us about uh, how, how the city was reacting pre and kind of post game. What what were the general uh, general feelings kind of buzz uh, surrounding the city prior to the national championship? Oh, Mike, it was a great high off that Clemson victory. Let me tell you, they were celebrating like it was the national championship around here. It was a time Monday game day. I took a quick long tour on the way home from work through campus. People everywhere. 10 o'clock curfew here in uh, the state of Ohio. So they got her going early. 5 o'clock on the way home rush hour. I saw the campus bars buzzing. People getting ready. Pre-game was going, so spirits were high till kickoff. Well, and and correct correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you're also on campus because you're part of building the new Children's Hospital uh, there. I recently heard uh, project manager of the year over over at Lake Erie Electric. So, uh, congrats on the on the nod there. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I guess campus had to be buzzing. I guess if you're if you're there on site too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just getting older my age. So I just do the old drive home from work, living in the past, but it was a good time. Yeah. No, Pat's and I'm with you too. I love living in the college town, especially giving me goosebumps talking about it with tailgating and a good Illini basketball team this year, but uh, all the bars are closed. So can't really do it besides watch that at a buddy's place. But um no, living in a college sounds good. Makes you feel young again. But uh, yeah, there's definitely some bars that aren't college, so it's kind of nice to get away from that scene. But uh, helps you, makes you feel younger. Definitely. Well, look, guys, kind of, kind of looking back on uh, obviously the the national championship, but we also had Super Wild Card Weekend, uh, which we'll touch on in a minute. Our picks uh, from the show last week, plays. I think we we were, I think a combined four and two. If I'm not mistaken, on our on our picks. Uh, no, yeah, our NFL plays were good. Um, our college football plays were atrocious, and I got a good story about something me and my buddy did, and I can start us off if we're all good with that with the Ohio State and uh, Bama. Yeah. So what's this, so, so what's this? You're you're, you're taking points bets. It, yeah. So goodness. there's this sports betting app in Illinois. It's called Points Bet, and for those of you who follow us on our Twitter, I'll let Merrick do the handle later, but um. I do a weekly perennial on there. It's called the points betting app and I get a parlay boost. But another thing that's interesting about this is they let you bet a specific amount per point. Basically what happens was me and my buddy, we bet $50 a point on Ohio state plus eight and a half. So any point that went over, we would owe 50 bucks. 
or any point that went under, we would owe 50, 50 bucks. So, so uh, yeah, you hear that dog barking. He already, he or she already knows the story. Well, what happened was Ohio State lost by twenty eight. So me and my buddy each lost, uh, uh, each lost five hundred there. So there's a little bit of rent money right there. But uh, we tried it. We said we were going to do it once. We both liked Ohio State. Didn't work out, but um, hey, rode with the Big Ten all season. It was good to me, but uh, put your money where your mouth is. But NFL playoffs was good to us. Thank God that Penn stocks, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, always working, right, Patty? Always, always working, always working. Patty, yeah, did you well, place any bets in the uh, great city of Columbus to root on uh, the team? Yeah, I had this bold strategy, being the hometown hero bandwagon fan. It was a slow, 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 painful death for me in my action. I had no action pregame. I didn't want to bet with the heart. So the plan was after kickoff, they're giving up. It's kicking the ball. Go three and out. Sherman goes out. Alabama comes, marches down the field, goes up seven rip. What does Patson do? He plans. Places the action OSU to win outright plus six hundred. Give me better odds. Oh, it was right on a tee. Slow, painful death for my bets, boys. Exactly what Vegas wanted you to do. I, I mean, we were all over that plus two twenty-five uh, pregame on the money line. Just, a, just a little taste, right? Um, I taste. actually, I, I didn't end up getting any action on it. Uh, I have uh, not made a bet through my bookie or any sports betting app. Uh, in the last 13 days, I've had very small side plays with some friends. So a uh, little, little resolution, I guess. You got your 10 day chip with us? You want to show us your 10 day chip really quick? Yeah, it's right here. It's a fresh glass of red wine, baby. Um, that's my 10 day chip, but no, uh, in all seriousness, uh, uh, hoping to just continue to give, uh, give our listeners a couple winners. Like, like I think we got dialed up today, but yeah, that, that looked overall that game. Uh, Alabama just flat out dominated. I just couldn't understand how Ohio State did not have an answer for the Heisman Trophy winner. No, he was, I think he was, defense, he was open all, all day long. Yeah, on defense, they're playing man. They're giving him 10 yards. I understand the speed. But I think what was more – the first play of the game, Trey Sermon breaks his collarbone. One-time co- broken collarbone survivor over here, so is Mike Merrick. So we two know time, two time. But um, two-time up there. But uh, we know that feeling, and I think Fields didn't look right the whole entire game. I don't think he was hurt. I just agreed. Something was off. And was I think after after that second quarter drive, I think it was when they settled for a field goal instead of a touchdown on the first and goal. I think that's when I kind of knew it was going to slip away, and this could get ugly, and it did. Those one, of the, one of the first drives. It was noted by the announcer, I forget who it was, but it was a nice little seven-yard slant route through the middle. He guided that pass completely over his head, wide open, probably ran for 15, 20 yards after the play. Right I know exactly there. what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah it, was that, it was that shallow crossing route that he just he, – he definitely looked like he, he forced. But, yeah, I just – I still couldn't get over that defense, though. Yeah, the, the, those those linebackers could not play with any of those those slot receivers at Alabama. You know, the one guy I will say that did play – have a really, I think, solid game on, on defense for Ohio State was Proctor. 
uh, at the safety I like spot. Him. Yeah, he played well. He was, dude. He made he made a couple hits. He he stood up Najee Harris at the goal line. I was like, oh, that is. No, a- Najee Harris stood him up. Nonetheless, again, a very interesting college football playoff, college football championship. Uh, one that you know, I think looking in the next year, there's already talk. Uh, you know, of a, a lot of seniors coming back for another year, and uh, a lot of a lot of I think powerhouse teams that are going to be good. I hate talking about about them again, but. Look, my favorite for next year, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I, I, <laughs> look, I, th- I think, I think they are going to be – I think, I think they are going to legitimately give uh, any of these big SEC schools a run for their money. So, um, look out, Bama. Here come the Sooners. I will say this. College football is getting to be the English Premier League, and if you don't follow soccer across the pond, I highly recommend you start doing it. Wake up Saturday around 8 o'clock, turn on NBC Sports Network. There's some good footy on. But uh, basically what happens every year up there, it's the top four. It's Manchester United, Chelsea, Man City, Tottenham, and those teams are always in the top four, and that's kind of what we're getting with the college football playoff. I'd like to see someone else break through. I'm not a big Oklahoma guy. Merrick over here hates Spencer Rambler all season, and now he's in love with them and think they're going to win the win it all next year. So I don't know the logic behind that, but – I wouldn't mind seeing someone come out of nowhere like they did in 19, like with LSU, but a non-SEC team would be nice. Someone in the Big Ten for once since two of us turned in the Midwest. I'll finish there. Go Bucks. Is is Fields gonna come back for another season? Nah, he gone. Go on, take the okay. money and run. He gone. Take that he money gone. and run. Later. Peace. Uh wait. Well, hey, we we had that uh we had a national championship Monday. Obviously, had a, a big slate of football uh, Saturday and Sunday with the super wild card weekend. Shout out my boy Scott Beret for dropping a little tidbit on his fourteen and one underdogs against the spread on wild card weekend, dating back to two thousand seventeen. Look, underdogs. That logic held true. You know, history started repeating itself last week. Um, we had a pretty good slate from our picks, boys. I, I really, I really liked uh, what we went with on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, how'd you, how'd you fare from from the weekend's games? No, I did well. NFL playoffs were very good to me. I Colts in the under. I, I had the under at fifty two, so I got lucky there, and it should never been that close in the first place. Colts were battling the whole entire game. I don't know what the hell Frank Reich is doing. Um, I probably pronounced his name incorrectly just there, but I'm not going to correct it because um, he doesn't deserve to be pronounced correctly. The end of that first half going for a touchdown on fourth and goal at the five did not understand that Colts had a chance. I thought they'd cover. They did. I love the Rams in the over that paid off as well. Um, pass on the bucks, Washington game. Um, I was on the Ravens that worked and I love the Ravens this week. And we'll get into that a little bit later on the podcast. And then uh, my one bad pick was uh, the Steelers. Steelers, uh, not good. Ben looks done and I'm probably done betting the Pittsburgh Steelers, but uh, Merrick, how'd you fare in the NFL playoffs? Well, uh, unlike you, I was on the right side of that Bills game, uh, thankfully. So, uh, Bills ended up covering for me. I think Josh Allen looked good. I think that defense continues to look strong. They're gonna. It's gonna be a. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the fucking Blackhawks are now down three to nothing. Yeah, they just got fucking ripped. And just went through an absolute squeaker, unreal. Yeah, I, I, I ended up uh, having the having the Washington football team. So they, they covered for me there as well. Um, and then Sunday uh, split some action there. Uh, actually ended up going two and one 
with uh, my one loss being uh, the no-name team in Chicago, who we'll talk about later, um, but uh, was also on the, the good end of the Ravens game, but also on the great end of the Browns, who early looked so good. Uh, big Play, nothing after the first quarter. That's a sharpie. Big, big Ben crying on the sidelines with with Marquise Pouncey. That was. Uh, I feel like I feel like that might be the new Jordan crying meme uh, after last weekend's slate, boys. We'll tweet that out later on our Twitter account. Yeah. At, at the South Side guys. Hey, let me tell you guys. As a uh, football fan, this is one of the best weekends in football. That was just nonstop action from one o'clock on. Not much to do with coronavirus going on. Bars getting shut down. Posting up on the couch and just watching some good old boy playoff football. That was good stuff. As a fan, boys. And they no, were all good. Yeah, I wasn't they, a big all, fan all of adding the extra team in the playoffs, but what we get out of that is we get three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and usually the late game on Sunday would have been the Bears and Saints, and then you'd have nothing else to watch. But then we got – Another one on NBC, I'm always a big fan of Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, the Browns and Steelers. Even though that was a blowout, I still love Fireworks them. early. Fireworks. Patty, yeah. did you get did you get on any action on that uh that wild card weekend? Not much action for me. I kind of want to sit on the sidelines and remember my football fan base, to be honest. I just kind of hung out and watched football. So unlike me to not have much action, but I'm a man of my wins and man of my losses. I took those losses in the college football playoffs. I just wanted to watch football for the NFL that weekend. Back on, back on the saddle this weekend, though. Hey, oh, don't yeah. Hate it. yeah, we got a good prelude right there. Patty's back on the saddle, and we got two games on Saturday: um, the Rams and Packers, and the late game, which I absolutely love. And it might be snowing up in Buffalo, Baltimore and Buffalo. We got any opinions on these two games on Saturday for our listeners out there? Pat's not let you start, buddy. Yeah, you know that coming off with the Packers Rams, I think the Packers are a dominant team in the NFC, man. It's sad to say, being a Chicago boys Bears fan, but uh the Packers Oh my oh my god, it's four to nothing. <laughs> oh no, they're going up to Toronto for this one. Oh Jesus. The Rams going to the frozen tundra. They're a good football team, and I think their defense can slow Green Bay down, but uh, they seem pretty unstoppable right now, boys. Rolling off that hot win against the Bears week 17. Six and a half points. Rest and regroup, six and a half. No, yeah, they're rested. I know they lost the left tackle, but, man, Aaron Donald might not play. He didn't practice today. Cooper Cup didn't practice that bye week in the playoffs matters. The Rams got to travel to Green Bay, playing in the cold. Aaron is a machine right now. I like Green Bay. I'm going to stay away from the spread, but I like I like the under that game, 45 and a half. I don't think Jared Goff, he sucks in the cold. I don't think the quarterback's going to be, but I can't see the Rams scoring more than 14 points this game. Hey, Sean McVay better make sure that hair, that hair gel works in those negative te- temperatures up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, no, he likes those negative temperatures. Uh, he's married. He's engaged to a Ukrainian uh, model. I mean, he's been in cold each, weather places hey, before. Hey, to each their own, but still, I, I don't I don't think the Rams stand a chance in this. Green Bay's look too good. Devontae Adams is an absolute freak on the outside, uh, not to mention Aaron Jones can run the football uh, strong up the middle. I don't see that offense slowing down at all uh, with or without Donald. It, it, 
Aaron Rodgers is is the best player in the league right now. In my mind, uh, I think he's uh, I think he's posed to, to take this team to another Super Bowl. And uh, again, if that offense is uh, is as dialed in as they have been, no doubt on the six and a half, uh, you can lock me in taking the Packers uh, all day. But not a gambling man, of course. So uh, if I was, though, I would be I'd be on the Packers. Same here, Mike. What other what other game we got on on Saturday, boys? Here we got Ravens. Oh, we got a night game on NBC. That was one of my favorites. Saturday night we got Baltimore and Buffalo. The Bills are two and a half point favorites, and the total is fifty. So earlier in the week, it was looking like there was going to be a seventy percent chance of snow around kickoff, and right now it's at fifty five percent chance. I usually only give the weather in South Bend, but uh, you get a bonus section in Buffalo this week. Thanks, boys. I, I think I'm out, I, I think I'm out on this one. I, I really do. I think both. If anything, I would consider maybe taking the under here. And I hate betting unders. Hate it. Hate it. It's a, it's it's like it's that. I'm never gonna list. Um. Anyways, I, I look. I I would I would stay away from this game. I I can see both teams, uh, winning. I think it's gonna be a close game. Honestly, I, I can see it coming down to a last second field goal. Uh, to win the game. So. Uh, I'm going to stay off this one gun to my head. Hope you're standing behind me. I'd probably take the bills in this, uh, just because, uh, they're going to be at home, uh, against the Ravens. So, uh, bills, Josh Allen, mafia, broken tables. (laughs) Give me the, I'll take take the opposite too, (laughs) blaze. Too much chalk, too much chalk for a Saturday. <laughs> Public America up here, Pats and Thanks. Public picks and parways. So basically, yeah. I'll tell you what. I love I love Baltimore this game. And the funny thing is, before I did the points bet with Hap, I'm already un- imagining us winning 400 bucks with Ohio State winning straight up. <laughs> and I tell them, we're gonna carry this money over and do it with Buff with do it against Baltimore on Saturday night. And uh, but I still love Baltimore minus uh plus two and a half. I think this game should be a pick 'em. And I'm a big believer in seeing the ball go through the hoop once you believe. I think Baltimore finally won a playoff game in their third year with Lamar Jackson. They're all in. They exercise the demons against Tennessee, two on the road. This team travels well. They're built for a snowstorm. I know Josh Allen played in Wyoming, but I just think Lamar Jackson's going to be too much, and Baltimore is going to be playing in the AFC championship uh, a week and a half from now. Hey, but before we get to the Sunday games and preview those, can we go back and talk about the GD Chicago Bears? The goddamn Chicago Bears. Can we? Can we? Can we just? Do, so I, I mean, Wims, I thought Wims got cut after he like physically assaulted that Saints cornerback back in the fall. They had to bring him up from the practice squad after uh, 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 Mooney was out. They brought and him. They, brought oh him man, I love Mooney. They structured their play of the game around him. That play was drawn up. You just knew you for knew him. after after that play, every single Bears fan immediately knew that it's nothing but downhill from here. And and you could tell why 100%, 100%. our our quarterback had looked like a scared five year old after that. Like it was like, oh my, it's like someone just shot his little puppy. The it's thing like, was that's wrote to whims. 
That was the best throw Trubisky's had in four years. That I was understand right. that, but that after, was right in the breadbasket. How could you not? After the play, he looked way. like somebody ripped his heart out. It's like Mitch, you got to bounce back from that. You can't. You, you can't just let one play dictate how how you and the rest of your offense is going to play the rest of the game. Because guess what? They looked terrible after that. And actually, I mean, they didn't look great before, but you know they, they were at least hanging in there. They did not. Oh, it was everyone, Mike. It was the staff. It was calling the plays. The O line was down in the dumps. Everyone just felt horrible. And then bread basket throw, drop through the arms. It didn't touch him. It didn't make contact with him. And then the audacity, the absolute audacity of the McCaskey family to sign those two clowns and pace and naggy to another season. And, and I don't know if you guys caught some of the comments from the, from the, from the interviews today, but it was, it was a little bit of a joke talking about how there's things to think about outside of a winning culture. Like they're people like, come on, we haven't had a winning season and we've had one season over 500 in the last eight years. There's no winning culture that, that says Chicago bears right now. No. Yeah. It's rough. Like I, they're not getting their contracts. This is I'm a Jets fan. Jesus, I've rooted for Jets and Illinois football this year. Those teams won a goddamn combined two, four and twenty-three. So I know this. I know this feeling. Uh, but I would say this: it sucks. Ryan Pace has another draft class to select, but this is probably going to be his last one. They didn't extend either of these guys. They're going to run it back one more time. Probably bring back Mitch, and it's going to implode, and then. 2022 fresh start out from top to bottom. I might throw my my Brandon Marshall jersey off the off the balcony. I still haven't decided. Well, I just hope they keep Alan Robinson because I don't know what the hell they're going to do without him next year. It sounds like they're going to let him walk, but that would just be. I know so- a lot of Packer fans that think he's going to go there and take a little discount to play with A Rod. That would. Uh, that, that would, would be sum up the Bears season right there next year. That would no, that, that would sum up the the decade for the Bears. That's what that would do. Sum yeah. up the decade. All right, we got a uh, two more games to go through next um, on for Sunday's game. We'll go through these really quick, then we'll get you the NHL preview here, which Patty's for. So uh, the first game we got is two o'clock on CBS. We got the Browns traveling to Kansas City, Missouri. Are they going to get clapped? Over fifty-five. Wait, they, that's not in Kansas? No, Kansas City is in Missouri. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I can give you the weather there, too, if you want. Hey, are, 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 the, are the Browns going to get clapped, as Juju Smith-Schuster would say, against the Chiefs, or, or, or do they even stand a chance here, boys? I'm staying away from this game, Mikey, and I'll let us know what you guys think. I mean – Browns are getting 10 points in playoff football, Mike. I'm looking at the spread as not a gambling man, but seeing laying 10 points in NFL playoffs. We're adults here. We're professionals. If you're going to give me 10 points, I might take them. All day long. All day long. And, hey, I might even sprinkle a little action on that plus 387 money line that I'm currently oh. looking at on, uh, on scoresandodds.com here. So give me a little – Salt Bay sprinkle. Yes, wow. Why not? Hey, Baker. Hey, Baker feeling dangerous. Uh, that that offense. They're buzzing right now, boys. They're buzzing. They uh, are. His commercials still suck, but I'm happy he's playing well. 
You don't like those commercials? I, I think they're actually hysterical. Can I get a weather report for Kansas City, Missouri on Sunday? You got it. Pulling it up right now on the Google machine. While, while he's got that pulling it up, <laughs> I still just can't get over how bad the Steelers looked last Sunday and how good the Browns did. To your point, Matt, that offense looked good. Defense looked even better, forcing turnovers. Defense, defense is hot. I think if the Browns can get an early lead, they brought resorts running the football. That helps their game, not spreading the that clock down. They chew the clock down, they run the football, and they still gain yards. Third and three, third and two. Those third and shorts really make a difference for Baker not having third and tens like a year ago today. Yeah, I, I, give me the points. Give me the points. Yeah, I'll take the points. I'll take the points with you there, boys. You boys heard it here first. First, take the points. And on Sunday, we got a high of 43, low of 27, partly cloudy, 12 mile an hour winds. Ooh, 12, swirling. Football weather. Definite football weather. No football weather. We got a dome game. Tampa Bay traveling to New Orleans. Tampa's lost two times this year to them, got absolutely spanked. But we got Saints only three and a half point favorites. I'm sorry. It's actually currently three right now with a total of 51 and a half. So, uh, God, I freaking love Tampa Bay and Tom Brady this week. I'll just say that. Give me the dog. I think they're going to turn it around and figure it out. Brady loves these games. The Bears suck. The Saints look good. That defense is good. I think Arians kind of figured something out last week. Um, give me. I'll stay away from the total, but I like Tampa. What are your guys' thoughts and analysis on this game? Did you see that uh, tweet Tom Brady put out of the old man Brady versus <laughs> He has been waiting for this football game for a long time to prove himself. He is the senior citizen of this league, boys. And Tom comes in hot, too. Ready, ready. I was just going to say, grab your oxygen tanks. Look alive down there, old people in Tampa, Florida. Because guess what? We got two absolute beauty senior citizens going under center. Two true pocket passers. Uh, of our of our generation, that's the football we grew up on, boys. I love it. I love I it. I love it. And what's great is those are two Big Ten quarterbacks, Perdon and Michigan. Good to represent for once in the Midwest. Good fact. Good fact. I don't. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, what I like. Actually, you know what? Here's what I like. And guess what? I told you we don't bet unders, but we bet overs. We bet. We, we hammer overs. Fifty-one and a half points. I don't think either defense is going to play that well. Uh, especially uh, after really, I think, a, a lackluster performance against uh, a backup quarterback there with the Washington football team that uh, didn't look terrible against that Buccaneers defense. So I actually like the over in this game, 51 and a half. Uh, you, can, you can put that put that one on your card and uh, add that to the parlay too. Why don't you? Passing any final word on the last game for the NFL playoffs on Sunday? No, nah, it sounds like the dogs are barking in Columbus. Go Bucks! Agreed. Let's go, boys. All right, I'm going to take over the host section of this. I don't know anything about hockey, but the puck dropped finally for uh, the 2021-2022, well, just 2021 season this year, folks. 116 straight days of hockey. Mercy. States and Canada. It's a beautiful thing. Um, we already got a couple people there losing uh, three or four nothing. Um, so that's not it's not for the hometown team, but uh, first thing we got, uh, we got some future plays, maybe a couple of props or two, and then we got someone we want to talk about that was a bigger gambling problem than probably any of us. So uh, teams we like to win the cup. What are we thinking, boys? Feed our listeners and give them some money. 
Go ahead, Mike. To win to win the cup. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Uh, God, I I kind of hate myself for saying this, but I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs are absolutely loaded. Um, they went out and got Simmons. Yeah, they lost Clifford in the offseason, but you get a bunch of experience back into that lineup by by getting Jumbo Joe up there. Um, I think that offense is so high-powered, and hopefully uh, Morgan Riley can actually put together a postseason um, and, and help lead that defense. But, look, I like them. They're plus 1,200. Uh, they are, if I'm looking at the board correctly here on, on points, but they are fifth. Uh, on the board, actually tied for fourth odds wise with the Bruins. Um, I'm going Maple Leafs plus 1200. Gun in my head. Hope you're standing behind me, Merrick. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Are you ready? I'm ready. If I put $50 on the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the cup and they win, how much do I get paid out? You get paid out 600 McChickens. Man, he didn't even need a calculator for that, boys. Damn. Come on now. Come on now. Hey, it didn't take an Iowa education. Iowa finance major over here. Iowa finance major, baby. Didn't take much there. Didn't take much. All right, Patty. What's a future you like for us? All right. I'm pretty unprepared for this one, boys. I want divisional rounds. I didn't think it all the way. Okay, through. no, that's fine. That's fine. Give us right now. Like that video. North is way too cutthroat for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They haven't won a Stanley Cup since, I don't know, 1800. <laughs> They're going to have some rivalry games, Hockey Night on Canada, way too much going on up there for COVID regulations and this and that. I think they're going to do well in the Northern Division, but will they come out of the playoffs and win the Cup? Not a chance in hell. That East Division is a wagon, Mike. Boston, Buffalo, the Islanders, the revived Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington. Coming out of the East is going to be tough, and those boys are going to be ready to march through the playoffs. Boston, I got to go with Boston being the top team in the East of that division. They won the President's Cup last year before COVID hit. They didn't lose much, but a nine-year-old Chara who has decided to move on. I just think that anyone coming out of that East is very, very well-placed to be able to march through the playoffs. I like Boston going all the way for pick and chalk. No, yeah, that is, I don't know that much about hockey, but that East is a gauntlet, like you said. You survive that. you got to like your chances if you make it to the Cup. Uh, Patty, you said you had a couple divisional plays for us. Uh, feed, feed them to us and our listeners. Yeah, let's run them through. North, West, Central, East. Mark, Mike and I can bounce back and forth. But starting with the North, I love Edmonton. They're young. They're gunning. They're ready. We got uh, starting from the top. Ten-day camp this year, boys. Usually they have three weeks to go through this. I've got some sources tell me they have grinded the three-week camp through this 10 days. These boys are tired. They're going to be tired from the bat. It's going to be sloppy hockey to begin with. Hawks are down a million to nothing right now, and it's sloppy. I think they're going to take a week or two to get in rhythm, and then the cream is going to rise to the crop. You're going to get Edmonton to come out of the north with Toronto right behind them. Don't sleep on Ottawa in that Canadian northern. No. They no, have some. Haven't been good in a while. Signings. 
They're young. They're young and they're exciting. Those boys are used to playing a lot of hockey in a short period of time. They've come up. They're not as beat up as some of these 10, 15-year veterans that Toronto's relying on. I, I, I like Edmonton this year, boys. So you think it's a young man's uh, sport this year with the schedule and everything going on? You'd rather go with the younger teams? Yeah, I think the body's going to recover a little faster. It's more of a baseball-style schedule. You're playing back-to-backs against the same team, things you don't typically see in the NHL season. So I think these young guys, 20, 25-year-old, younger rosters is a big, big thing to look at this year. Yeah, and hey, I I agree with you because, look, there's not going to be a lot of practice in between games, to your point with that baseball style schedule where you're playing back to back to back games. Um, there's going to be a lot of off days in between there. Um, I don't know what it closed at, but the grand salami for the season on over total goals scored on the season for all teams, all games, I would have hammered the over for that exact reason. There's going to be not a lot of rest. Defense is going to be sloppy and look less time to rest, less time to prepare Again, that's going to lead to, I think, some pretty sloppy play on the back end and a lot of teams, uh, you know, putting up a lot of big numbers. So, look, out of that out of that division, though, Raddy, uh, I don't I don't hate your Edmonton pick. I, I still think Toronto's going to come out on top. Uh, I think, you know, a, a healthy McDavid and Dreisaitl keeps, uh, keeps Edmonton probably in that two spot. And I think Ottawa's coming uh, right out behind them in the, in the three. Uh, Tim Stutzel, who I'm sure most people heard about now uh, after that uh, World Junior performance and how good he is. Uh, I think he was the number three or number four overall pick for them this last year. So he's likely going to make the team a a very young Ottawa team who I think can uh, climb the ranks compared to their, uh, their, their finish last year. But, you know, Matt, you you talked about the the Blackhawks here down three Oh, second period. I took a look today at that roster, and I didn't know half the names. Um, it, unfortunately, that Central Division is not going to be easy either. With Tampa, uh, you've got a Dallas team uh, who was in the finals last year as well. Uh, I think Carolina's got, a wagon. Carolina's a wagon. I don't sleep on the jackets. Fire the gun, baby! Right? Fire the gun, cannon! Fire, fire oh. the cannon! Fire the you cannon! Know- you know Torts is going to have those boys ready every single night. Torts shows up to the ice rink. Those guys want to play for him. Can't yeah. see Columbus, but I think Carolina is a sleeper coming out of this division. Maybe he's not a sleeper to the odds, but, but just seeing that hurricane symbol as a sports gambling man, you don't think much of them. These guys are going to be well in this league. I think they're one two. I think them and Columbus are going to be one two coming out of this division. Uh, I think Columbus is one goal away. Uh, you know, they win that five overtime game against Tampa Bay. I think that series is different. And shit, I don't even know if Tampa, you know, uh, comes out of that series alive if, if that were the case. So, yeah, nonetheless, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that's a one two Carolina Columbus kind of in, in either order. Um, Let's go to the West. What do you think about the West? Being an East Coast guy, I don't know as much about the teams, but I see Vegas. I see a revived St. Louis Blues team with Captain Ryan O'Reilly. The factor. What the factor. I look, he is a freak, but there's no one better, I think, in the game right now than Nathan McKinnon. That guy, had, like the wheels on this guy is 
unbelievable. His his shot, his release is second to none. I don't think there's a doubt in my mind that Colorado comes out of the, that division on top. I mean, Vegas could be right behind him. I don't really like Arizona. I think you know they they lost Hall, of course, uh, in the off season. I I don't think they do much, uh, and I you know I, I really I don't think there's a ton of you know additional depth. There's a lot of young talent in Anaheim and LA. Again, I I like Colorado coming out of it uh, on top, uh, out of the out of the Honda West. Yeah, I agree. Colorado is real good. Everything Nathan McKinnon does, professional. He's top of the line, top of the league. That guy just knows how to win. I like what you said about the the young talent. As we talked about before, this might be a young man's league this year due to the tight schedule, this and that. L.A. and Anaheim both hitting on L.A. A friend of mine, Sean Walker, name drop, watch your feet. Signed with L.A., taking care of the young decor. He's got a uh, good back behind him, so I think those boys can get in good shape to uh, make some noise in the West this year. Yeah, I, I I think both Anaheim and LA are gonna are gonna look good here in the next couple of years. I mean, just in that World Junior Championship game alone, both teams I think had a combined six or eight players, uh, first round all first round picks from the last couple of years uh, on those two USA and Canadian rosters uh, combined. I know you did say you like Boston to win the cup. Uh, you think they're gonna come out on top in the East? You think you know they'll be in the two or three hole? Uh, how do you how do you see that East Division finishing out, Matt? Yeah, I really think Boston's going to plow through that. They're going to come back with an attitude this year, going to the bubble with the Presidents Cup winner, not coming out of that bubble with the Stanley Cup. These guys are rattled. They've devoted their time in this off season to really make a stance this year, and I think these guys are all business in Boston. Don't get me wrong; that East is tough. The Rangers. <laughs> Now that you say it, it's 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 loaded. It's loaded. by far the toughest division. By Philly, far what about Philly, dude? I I love I love the Flyers. They were actually my number two pick to win the cup this year. They made two big acquisitions uh, that I think are key, and they're actually both coaching. So they did hire Michelle Terrian and Mike Yo uh, as assistant coaches on Elaine Vigneault's staff. I mean that is a that is a stud coaching staff, regardless of the fact that you have a, a sick decor in Gothisbear and uh, Proveroff. Uh, you've got, you know, Kevin Hayes, who, geez, look what a squirrel finds earlier tonight. You know, he had a, took a nice little pad pass for a backdoor tappy. Uh, he's, he's the man. I oh, he's, he's unreal. He's unreal. Uh, the stuff that that guy puts out on social media, too. Uh, he is an absolute clown. So, uh, look, overall though, they've got a ton of talent on that team. Uh, I, I would say that they're right next to Boston coming out of it, but don't sleep on the Sabres either. Eichel coming off a big year prior to, you know, COVID happening, a big personal year for him, not so much for the team. And the addition of Taylor Hall, uh, is look, that's one you can't kind of blink at. Uh, I mean, he was the MVP two, three years ago. His chemistry is locked in with, uh, Eichel there, I think it's going to be well, and they're going to come out buzzing too. That East is just so strong. Any of those teams wouldn't surprise me to make yeah. a push. 
Yeah, well, right. here we got a couple of good futures on base, and uh, we'll follow up with you most likely on episode uh, 25 or 26 when uh, we're rounding out to the NHL playoffs. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jackson, we'll have you back. We hope to have you back sooner, too. But uh, we're going to show on the road. Uh, we got um, some people's favorite segment. It's personally mine, Weekly Perennial. I'll be tweeting out that uh, CVS receipt. CVS receipt, I'm sorry, of uh, the weekly perennial every Friday night or Saturday morning. So, you know, I'm always riding that. But um, hey, boys, boys, for our listeners at home, if you're on points bet uh, and, and you're using the points booster out there, 20 bucks pays 10,000. Make chickens, right? You could take you know, that the, on Sunday, boys and girls. Hey, you could take that through the drive-through and, and order that at your local uh, local McDicks. So hold the mail here. Hold all all day long, all day long. Make it spicy too. Extra buffalo sauce on the side. You think? Uh, oh, boys, thank you, <laughs> boys. Hit us, hit us with the weekly perennial, bud. All right, I'll hit you. It's going to be NFL and college basketball again, boys and girls. This will be the theme for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll do the NFL games first. I love the Rams and unders 45 and a half. Like I said, I don't think the Rams score more than 14 points. I love the Ravens plus two and a half against Buffalo in the snow. Lamar Jackson sounds like his type of game. Then we got a couple uh, college hoops to close out the Saturday for us. I like the under in Texas Tech and Baylor 136. The under in Texas Tech didn't hit last week. So what do I do? I go back to it again until it hits. We got Virginia plus two against Clemson. I think Clemson's overrated. Utah State plus one at home against San Diego State. I love home dogs. And And then we're going to go up to the East Coast, American East again. They've been good to us. Vermont minus 17 against Maine. Richmond minus four in VCU. That's a battle for Richmond, Virginia right there. Love that rivalry game every year. Then East Washington minus six against Southern Utah. All these spreads are based on Ken Palm. They're not out yet, but you'll be able to get them on your respective bookie or sports app Friday night, Saturday morning at the latest. And then Sunday to close out this parlay will be 8-0, looking to cash out this $10,000, get get rent paid for, another down payment on a house if you want to buy something or be like Mike Merrick and get a BMW. We got the Chiefs money line in <laughs> Tampa plus three with Tom Brady to close out the Sunday night. That's the this weekend. I'll screenshot it out. I'll hit up the baby again on at the South Side on Twitter. He's in jail right now, but we still love him. So uh, that's what we got going for uh, Saturday and Sunday this weekend for the weekly perennial. Hey, Blaze, uh, as a fan of the show, can we get that out a few minutes earlier? Yeah, I can definitely uh, definitely do that. We can work on that. I am the digital and marketing director for this Twitter, so any recommendations, feel reply, feel free to reply back, and uh, we'll get better just like this podcast week in and week out. Love it, love it. Again, a, a great opportunity to to take a take some some change out of the couch. Uh, find a good 20 in there or, or whatever your book is charged on the minimum there and weigh that thing down. It's fun. It's something 20 to do. Bucks, 20 bucks, 10,000 McChickens. That'll put you, that'll get your girl a nice little, little Louie bag or, or maybe a little down payment on a little ring over there, Patty. Oh, you know, so. Uh, All right. All right, so here we go, Patty. We'll do your locks of the week first. Got to do at least one of them. Give us two if you're feeling frisky for the NFL playoffs. Uh, you start us off, and we'll go around the table. All right, NFL locks of the week, boys. I hate to do it. I hate to do it. I hate to do it. Aaron Rodgers in the frozen. Yes. Uh, 
Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's right now. I'm an adult. I buy down the hook. Packers minus six. Buy the hook. Pay the man. (laughs) Pay him. Pay him. Always working. Pay the man is mine. It's a little round. Packers minus six. Bought down. Pay the juice. You you only got one lock. You got any 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 else for our listeners out there? That's it, boys. What do we got? Uh, I got two of them. Uh, the first one Saturday night, Baltimore Lamar Jackson. I love this game. I take the money line. Don't even take the spread. Get a little payout with the two and a half there. I, I don't even think this game is close. I think it's over at halftime. Personally, I just got a feeling I'm going to ride with it. And then Sunday night, I think it's impossible. It's not impossible. I think it's really hard to be a team three times in a single season in the NFL, and that's what the New Orleans Saints have to do. They're at home. They have 5,000 fans. That doesn't mean anything. I think Tampa Bay just wanted to win against Washington and get out of there healthy, which they did. Give me Tampa Bay money line, too. Two locks of the week, dog, money line. Sprinkle, a couple sprinkles. Sheesh. It's snowing in Baltimore, but there's a dome in New Orleans. Sheesh. All right. I'm going. I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna give you boys a little uh a little treat this week. We're gonna go with a little parlay for my locks. What two, locks two locks, Mikey two teamer coming back for you. The two chalkers. Mikey two Parler, two teamer. Hey, but I'm not I'm not giving up the juice to buy the hook, Ratty. I'm uh I'm taking the Packers minus six plus the hook. Uh, I I love I like that Aaron Rodgers offense way too much, and uh, Sean McVay is going to be mighty cold uh, when he's standing on the sideline come the end of that game. So uh, I love uh, absolutely love the Packers there, and and look, we're going to give our listeners obviously a little time to hedge if they need to, uh, you know, put a little action uh, on this other one pending uh, that we get a winner from the Packers. But man, I, I really can't believe I'm saying this, but. Let's take the Cleveland Browns plus 10. 10 points in the playoffs, I think, is way too much. I think that game is going to be way too close. Cleveland Browns plus 10. Give it to me. Parway, lock it in. Wow. Give Merrick any double-digit favorite in college football, and he's on, but he's on the dogs in the NFL playoffs. People can change. People can change. Dogs are barking. Dogs, dogs are absolutely barking. Absolutely. Uh, hey, to close this thing out, I know we're, we're running a little behind here, but boys, you want us take you want to take us down to South Bend, Indiana? What's the weather looking like, buddy? Yeah, I took you to Buffalo. I took you to Kansas City. We're going back to the heartland of Indiana, South Bend. Uh, Thirty-five degrees Fahrenheit. We have snow all day from ten a.m. to 10, ten a.m. to ten p.m. And, folks, this is what we're worried about in South Bend. Brian Kelly, pay attention. 19-mile-an-hour winds. So you're taking those Christmas lights down. You're videotaping a Notre Dame football practice in the middle of January. We hope you stay safe up there. 19-mile-an-hour winds. Take care, folks, and thanks for listening. Mercy. Uh, Well, boys, thanks for for dishing out some weather across the country. I think uh, regardless of where our listeners are are at, they're going to have a pretty good sense of what's in stores uh, here the next couple of days. So, uh, look, Raddy, appreciate the puck line, Raddy, comments earlier, you know, the, the, the NHL preview, you coming on the show, 
Uh, I had a blast. Uh, so not, thanks. It's thoroughly enjoyable, dude. It's uh, it's it's a ton of fun. Uh, you know, it's always good hearing from you. And uh, look, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I get to see you actually exactly a month from today uh, in beautiful South Carolina uh, when we see our buddy Juicy uh, tie the knot. So uh, you better pack those sticks, buddy. Uh, hard case only, too. Sh- ship that body in a hard case. Can't wait, buddy. See you soon. All right. Well, hey. Thanks, and we'll try to get you back on before uh, March Madness or something we'll, after Selection Sunday. We'll have a good show on there. Maybe we'll bring a couple people on. Sounds good, boys. Glad Thanks to be here. Thanks for coming on again, Patty. Uh, and as always, thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you next week, and good luck this uh, this coming weekend for divisional uh, NFL action. See you.